Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well and welcome to another episode of Abby's Attic. So as you guys know, this is a podcast where I like to talk about different parts of my life, usually like things that I'm interested in or like funny stories about my life, but today I kind of wanted to get a little personal with you guys and still talk about, you know, a part of my life that means a lot to me, but I wanted to talk a little more seriously, a little more sensitively about this because I feel like it could help a lot of you guys. So as a lot of you guys know, I'm a very kind of academic person. I really love school and school has always, well, not always, but for a long time, school has been something that I've taken very seriously and that has really meant a lot to me but it actually hasn't always been that way and there was actually a time where I you know really hated school I really hated school and I just didn't think I was cut out for it and honestly probably wouldn't have gone past a high school diploma if I had the option to I know a lot of you are probably shocked but stick around if you want to hear that story So this story starts very early in my life. It starts honestly around the time I'm literally in preschool. So my childhood was very fun in the sense that I was an only child and so I either spent all the time with my parents or all the time with my grandparents and the world was essentially my oyster. I literally had so much freedom to just create and imagine and dream and just play and be with my neighbors who were around my age and I would just play with them all day. So when I was like four and my mom put me in preschool, I was very, it was like my world was shattering. I didn't have the whole day to just play and be myself. Not that I couldn't be myself at school, but just like I didn't I didn't get to do whatever I wanted all day anymore like I did all of my toddler years. And like I was always a very from a young age I'd always loved music and I was always very good at that. But when I got to school having all of these kids that were a little bit ahead of me in, you know, knowing their colors and their letters. I didn't really, like, I knew, but the other, there were other kids who were more advanced than I was, and that took a blow. As an only child to find out that you're not, like, the greatest person in the universe, that's a blow. So I just remember sitting at the table and my mom, like, begging me. She would have, like, all these little picture books on like I remember like one she had like this series about like dogs that she wanted me to read and I just could not read them and worksheets of like letters and numbers I remember my biggest problem was my handwriting my handwriting was atrocious so she would have all these like stencil worksheets for me to practice my handwriting and I just remember I would sit at my kitchen table for hours and hours would go by and all of those worksheets would still be empty after hours and my mom would be super stressed out like trying to make dinner my dad was just coming home from work 
And I just could not get myself to do the work. I, it wasn't even that I didn't like it. I didn't even give my chan- myself the chance to try it. But because this wasn't what I was used to and it wasn't something that I was immediately good at, I like refused to even do the work. I was just as stubborn at age four as I am now. Like, don't get me wrong. But this, I eventually got better at like actually doing my work and I went through preschool and I went through kindergarten. But even though I was advancing through the levels of elementary school, things didn't get easier. I was always a couple levels below where I should be in reading. I hated in class where we would do those little spelling bees because I was always one of the first ones out. I was like, I remember in first grade, I was one of the last people to be allowed to pick up a chapter book. And I think my biggest struggle for me my whole childhood was math. And I like this part of the story because it's a part of the story that I feel like a lot of people can, you know, relate to. And it's, crying at the kitchen table while your dad tries to like help you with your homework or your mom or whoever was taking care of you trying to help you with their homework and you're so frustrated and you're there sobbing and they're trying to help you but they don't understand why you don't understand and you don't understand what they're telling you and it's just such a mess so I feel like a lot of people can relate to that which is very comforting to me but that was a majority of my elementary school years, I remember coming home and it literally used to take me like two hours to do a math worksheet that should have taken like 20 minutes tops. Like it was really simple stuff. I just could not get it. And because I couldn't get it, I was just like, because I was having trouble at first, let me rephrase, because I was having trouble at first, I was just convinced that I couldn't do it and that would delay me even more and even my dad my dad like god bless that man because he tried so hard to help me but even like when I was in fifth grade it wasn't the same math that he was doing when he was in school in the 70s so he used to have to look up like YouTube tutorials to help me with my homework and I remember as a kid just going to bed thinking like I will never understand I always felt like the idiot of the class like I always felt two steps behind three steps behind and even I feel like even every time I caught up they would just move ahead so that I was behind again it was like as at such a young age I remember feeling like I could never win and the reason why I want to tell this story is because I feel like a lot of people in their schooling years go through this And I feel like it's so important to talk about because I don't think enough people do. But that is what my elementary school years look like in this story. So this next part of my story takes place in my middle school years now. If you are out there and you're listening and you actually had a good experience in middle school, I don't know what to tell you. You're different. You have some superpower because I just feel like middle school sucked so badly for everyone. Middle school was definitely a time for me. That's for sure. I was definitely my most interesting self. But middle school in this story is what I kind of want to call the slacking years. 
so I want to start when I'm 13. So this is like seventh grade. And this was very deep into my Glee era. I was absolutely head over heels obsessed obsessed with glee i think i've seen glee eight or nine times and six i think i i think i watched glee six times in two and a half years crazy but i literally didn't watch any other show besides glee for two and a half years and i just kept re-watching it over and over and over again that and the office i would like rotate so if that doesn't give you a glimpse of my personality in middle school i don't know what does However, Glee was one of the reasons that I wasn't doing well in school because I was so obsessed with the show and I would be sitting on my bed because I didn't have a desk. So I would do like all my work on my bed, which was probably another thing that I should have fixed. But I was sitting on my bed watching Glee with a pile of undone homework on my bed. But I figured, you know, I love Glee. Glee makes me happy. And it's helping i like convi- i was convinced that glee was like going to help me like make me a better performer because this was deep into my choir kid phase like i was a huge theater kid all through middle school and high school but during middle school i was a huge choir kid i was like in all the choruses and i used to do like regional choirs but i was like glee is helping me with my future cuz music is what i loved and basically it got to the point where I wasn't doing my homework so that I could just sing in my room and like watch Glee. And my grades started to suffer because my way of thinking was, well, if I suck at school anyways, but I'm good at singing, why don't I just do the thing I'm good at? But this, I, I, when I thought this, I was like, I'm such a genius because yeah, my grades aren't the best right now, but I'm doing what I love, which is singing and that's gonna help me with my future and I thought I was like Aristotle like I thought I was such a genius because I like wasn't doing my work but this all caught up to me because I'll never forget I was walking home well I wasn't walking home but I was walking to my car and my mom's car was parked like down the street from the school because there was never any parking so I was walking to my mom's car and as soon as I see her face I'm like oh my god like what could possibly be like there's no way I'm not in trouble I get in the car she's just looking straight ahead says nothing to me and I'm just wait at this point I'm just waiting my stomach is like in complete knots and I'm just waiting and then she gives me the news that I have three c's on my report card which isn't the wor- I know what you're thinking. It's not the worst. However, the reason why I had three C's was because I wasn't doing any of the work. And my mom knew that because my parents aren't the kind of parents that like I had to have like perfect grades. They all they wanted was for me to do my best. And not only did they know that I wasn't doing my best was but they also knew that I wasn't even trying. I literally was not even trying and that's why they were so upset but not only did I have three C's but in math I was doing so poorly in math that I was like almost failing I had a C but it was like by the skin of my teeth and I had to do tutoring before school 
And I had to, it was for math and English. I had to do tutoring before school, which was terrible because I already went into school early on Mondays and Wednesdays because I had like early morning chorus. But now I had to go all the other days too because I had to go in and it was like this computer lab and I would walk in and these three math teachers were there and like one English teacher and they were always so like rude and I would I I I always felt like they were so judgmental but it was definitely just like me like being paranoid but I would go in and just do these like stupid exercises on the computer and I absolutely hated it and I like I honestly thought it wasn't working I was like this is doing nothing I'm wasting my time here but I also knew that it was my own fault that I was there. So I was like, I need to get out of here. But clearly not giving any effort into my schooling doesn't help me at all. Even though it was nice to escape, like the one thing I hated, it really was just hurting me in the long run. So I was like, you know what? I have to suck it up and I have to try because if I didn't do well in school, my parents were gonna make me quit all of these music extracurriculars that I was doing and then I would have really been unhappy. So I just decided to be a big girl and do my work. And my grades actually, I was shocked. I couldn't, I can't believe how like flabbergasted I was that my grades were starting to look up when I started doing my work. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was able to drop the program because my grades were improving because I was actually doing the work that I was supposed to do and I was making an effort into my learning. And that experience, although it sucked at the time, it taught me that you know, getting extra help isn't bad. If you're struggling in school, you don't just let yourself struggle. You know, you ask for help because if you're drowning and you just kind of flail there, you're going to drown. But if, you, if you're drowning and you call for help, there's a greater chance of you getting saved. You know, that's what I learned through that situation. And although, you know, my grades were getting better and things were like starting to click for me, I just, I just didn't enjoy school at all. Like now school was a thing that I could do because I got the help that I needed. And so now school was a thing that I could do without extreme difficulty, but I still just absolutely did not enjoy it at all until one book and one class that changed my life. So, like I said, this class and this one book really changed the way that I looked at reading and learning. So, the math stuff was pretty stable. I still wasn't the best at math, but I was doing it and I was getting through it, and that was fine. But for my 8th grade English class, our final project was an independent reading project. And this was interesting because it was one of the only times that I was actually excited about an assignment because I've always loved books, even though I've hated reading my whole life up to this point and always had a really rough history with it. I loved books and I was a book hoarder. So I loved to buy books. I loved to, I loved the way books felt in my hands. Like 
I loved the way they looked. I loved like the new book smell. I loved books and I used to love reading the blurbs and the summaries and just imagining the stories that were inside. But I never actually read the books. So I decided that I was really going to I was going to do this assignment and I was going to do a good job. I had already my zero effort phase was over and I decided I'm done pitting myself. Like if I'm going to do a good job in school, it's going to be because I put the work in. I'm not going to keep doing poorly just because I'm not even trying. So this was really the first assignment that I remember really giving my like putting my all. Like I really put my all into this assignment. And so I decided to pick up the book Eleanor and Park by Rainbow Roll. This was a huge book in the 2010s. And it'd been a book that I wanted to read because it the cover was a guy and a girl with headphones in. And I was like, oh, this is going to be about music. And you guys know, like, music is such a huge part of my life. I've said it like four million times already just in this episode. So I decided to read that book because of the cover. And... I remember I picked up the book it was like six o'clock and I read I think I read for like three hours straight I fell head over heels in love with the book I was almost done with it in like three hours that never happened to me before I I had trouble I remember my second grade teacher called me a book abandoner because I used to start a book read like a chapter and then get another book like I couldn't even get through books and now I was like almost done with this book and I loved it and I remember being on the ride to school and I was looking forward to school being over not so that I can leave and stop like doing my work like I usually felt but I was excited to go home so I could go back to reading and I remember having that thought and I was like what is happening to me but I have this thing where every time I finish a book I hold it to my chest if I really love it and this was the first time I did that I was in shock because not only had I read a book from start to finish but I challenged myself and I loved the book that I read and it was I think part of the reason why I went so long just really like just skating by the surface and really just coasting was because I was afraid that if I tried I was gonna fail but what I realized now is that I was already failing so the only like I was not doing I wasn't failing my classes but I was doing so poorly on so many assignments so there was really only one way to go and that was up and I realized that now and finishing Eleanor and Park and doing this assignment really taught me that and that summer going into high school I read every book I could find and reading it's now like I it still hasn't changed reading is one of my favorite besides music reading besides music and theater reading is like my second love it's my one of my favorite things to do and I spent that entire summer reading every time I look back on that summer I think about like I think of it as like the summer of books and you know it really opened my eyes to a lot because not only did my love of reading grow but also just my love of learning in general it made me 
wonder what else was out there, what other subjects I could be good at if I was good at English. And I've always been a curious child and I've always wondered about the world. I used to love those like Ripley's Believe It or Not books that they would sell at like the book fair and like the Guinea's Book of World Records books and like the books of like facts because I was always a curious kid. I just never was able to step out of my comfort zone and explore, you know, my curiosities and the things that I wanted to learn about. But now my life had turned upside down and I was willing to do all of those things. And so as I started high school, I was really afraid that I was going to go back and regress to where I had started at the beginning of middle school. So I made a plan to really try and put myself out there. High school, they were going to be my years. They were going to be my years not only like socially and like in music and theater, but also as a student, I was gonna thrive. And overall, this was going pretty well. However, freshman year, I had to take probably one of the hardest classes I've ever taken in my life, which was physics. And it wasn't even like AP physics or honors physics. It was literally just regular physics, but I had to take it freshman year, which I honestly think I don't know why they made me take it freshman year. I should have taken it junior year, but that's besides the point. It was so hard. And I felt like that little girl at my kitchen table again, crying over like long division. Like I couldn't do it. I was ready to just give up. I was sick of, you know, I was starting to do so well in school and all of a sudden it felt like I was like back to square one, like going to bed, like having to walk through like, a pile of papers just to get to my desk or not to my bed walking through you know all these crumpled papers just to get to my bed every night I was done with that um but I used the lessons that I learned in middle school and I got help and this is where a very important character comes into this story and it is my best friend in the entire world Erica we had this class together and she is the person that I really relied on at lunch we would spend lunch doing our homework for physics and I remember turning to her and I was like Erica I literally can't do this anymore like I'm not getting anywhere and I remember thinking I was like I might as well just take the C and she she'd known my my history with learning and she really encouraged me that I needed to prove to myself but also to my teacher because my teacher didn't like me my teacher did not like me I had a really hard time with that teacher which made things even worse but she was like you need to prove to her that you can do this and so that's when really seriously at lunch we would start to like study and do homework and not only did I pass physics with a B but a lot of the freshmen that year failed physics. So I was one of the only kids, not one of the only kids, but I was one of the few kids that passed physics at all freshman year. And high school was very, it was a big coming of age moment. Like it was a big coming of age set of years for me because there were many times that I felt the way I felt in freshman year physics, ready to just give up, 
and I didn't even know why I was trying and why I was doing this, but because I had raised my standards for myself, I knew I had to keep going. And it really taught me to love all subjects of learning, even if I wasn't good enough. I remember junior year, finally, I enjoyed math because I had a lovely teacher and it was over Zoom actually, because it was during COVID, but I absolutely remember really loving math. And same thing with biology. Biology was one of the only times that I really liked science. And I was just so proud of myself because I taught myself how to learn and how to love learning all aspects just by giving myself a little bit of a push. And I, you know, even just doing the little things by making reading goals for myself and getting ready for the new school year and like opening like a fresh set of pencils would get me excited. And this leads me to kind of my peak of the story which is in junior year, I got an email saying that I had a GPA high enough where I was, I was basically being invited to join. Well, National Honor Society is a little interesting. You don't get invited to join, you get invited to apply. So I had gotten invited to apply to the National Honor Society. And I remember reading the email and I got emotional because I never ever thought that I was going to be one of those kids who would be in National Honor Society, let alone I ended up being an officer for two other honor societies. I never thought that I was going to be that kid. I never thought I was going to be one of the best kids in my class. So the fact that I'd gotten myself this far, it was a really big moment for me. And that's why I just think that this is such an important story to tell because If you're struggling in school, in anything, whether you're in high school or college or middle school, or you're struggling learning how to drive or learning how to do anything, I just really want you to look at why you're struggling, try to fix those things, and just really not give up. Because I was doing so poorly for so long because I wasn't even trying because I was scared. Once I started to change the way that I approached learning. And once I really started to push myself and set goals for myself, I graduated at the top 20% of my class. I took AP classes my senior year. I just kept hitting those goals that I never ever thought I was gonna get to. And doing that felt so good because I was proving myself wrong. Sometimes I feel like one of the things that sets us back so much when we're trying to learn something is that we become our own worst enemy. And I definitely think that I'd become my biggest hater in a sense. And so I just really had to prove myself wrong. And I think it felt so, it was so rewarding to prove myself wrong because I was my own biggest bully and show myself that, you know what, I am capable. And I'm so glad that I figured that out and that I learned that I was capable because now I'm in college and I'm using those same skills to get me through music school, which is not for the week, but I'm, you know, pushing myself and remembering that I can do this. I really can do this. And it sounds so much easier said than done, but when things get hard, I feel like a lot of people, their first instinct, which was my first instinct, is to just give up and beat up on themselves 
but once you realize you can do anything, you really can do anything. Thank you guys so much for listening. That concludes my story, but if you guys have any of your own learning stories that you want to share in the comments below, feel so free to do so. Sorry that I like started a little and got tripped up with my words. I didn't want to stop recording because I was so into it and I didn't want to like lose my flow. But thank you guys for giving me the platform where I can share these stories and I really hope that you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you on the next episode of Abby's Attic. Bye!